1: Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zooty. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at Law.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday.
2: Hour number two of WEEI Football Sunday, doing business as Fitzy and Hart and or the Six Rings show. And we are happy to now be joined for the final time as we bid the football season farewell by our friend and yours, Tom E. Curran, ultimate Patriots insider from NBC Sports Boston and NBCSportsBoston.com. He's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180, and by unified Office where they help business maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com Tommy Curran joins us of course on the harbor One hotline come on and Mr. Curran how was your Super Bowl week out in Arizona fella you know it's it's you
3: never want to be in a position where you're like nah no, that's dunk it, it's a lot but it's always unbelievable to be it's kind of the epicenter of the league and have an opportunity to to see everything to experience everything to get the vibe but I'm, I was never I'm never unhappy to come home because the week just turns into a thing
2: <laughs> it is <laughs> but it it's a whole, that's what Andy was saying earlier Tom and I've been out there for a couple as well for various outlets and such and it's a thing it's like it's more than a to do it's more than a production it's like a real unless you experience I think the Super Bowl itself is a bit overrated because it's so long and you know the last game and it's so corporatized but the week itself leading up it's, it's become this beast, like it, well, the football Mardi Gras. It's just, it, unless you actually it, get out there and experience it from a fans or a media perspective, you just don't understand how huge it is.
3: And I think from a media perspective, we generally get out there um, from NBC Sports Boston on Sunday night. So you're there Sunday night, then Monday's very tepid day, and everybody's just kind of walking around the shallow end of the pool, splashing each other and talking quiet. By the time Wednesday and Thursday come, Everyone is pouring off the planes. The fans are coming in. And you've been there for three days busting your ass. You're like, oh, here we go. Now the, now here come the noisy Philly fans. Get me out of here. <laughs> so that's it. But, yeah. again, always a great experience to just, just be there and, and luxuriate in the National Football League.
0: Tom, oh, am, for I, sure. am yeah. I wrong to uh, feel like Patriots fans are threatened by – Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's why they are uh, seemingly a large
3: group of them supporting the Eagles today. I think we foisted that upon the fandom as a media group, insistent on something to feed the content ma. I really do. I mean, we keep I keep opening our emails, NBC Sports Boston, for what are we going to what are we going to talk about on our shows, and it keeps circling back to that. And I think, practically speaking, there's just no comparison. I just don't think patriots fans feel threatened to the extent that we are putting that on them i think you're always going to be dismissive of you know the new vogue thing after you've been the new vogue thing like they couldn't do it like we could the same way we are with the 86 celtics i mean come on it's people still around here are insistent upon the 86 celtics omnipotence and it's unbelievable and you can put them there with anybody but it is dubious to think that as unbelievable as they are, that physically they could have kept up with some of the great teams of now. It wasn't a physical game. But what I'm saying is I'll always cling to that 86 Celtics team and make a coaching argument because that was part of who I was and it's in my DNA. But you don't need to be as threatened as we feel or as we're putting it on the fandom to be feeling.
2: So, Tom, you become from a liar, you- don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never, you Why know, do you think like, I'm
3: a liar? Do you think people are really threatened? I mean, I do, do Ronk, I do. Kelsey, I do. Okay, I think a lot too, of them,
0: I honestly a lot of fans but here, are.
3: Let me explain this to you then. There's a difference between threatened and having a good faced discussion as to Gronk or Kelsey. And it really isn't much of a discussion unless you want to cling to Oh well Gronk was hurt a lot. Whatever. <laughs> it's not the discussion. Who was a better tight end? Who was who's a wide receiver? Who's a tight end? Who's a classic tight end? Um, you want to have a Brady Mahomes discussion? If you want to have a good faith argument discussion, it's it's not hard. It's it's Brady, and, and will be Brady for a, a long time. The dynasty itself, the the Patriots won three and four years. If these guys lose today, they'll lose their second three. So it's
2: not threatened. It's just it's it's a dubious argument. It, it is, but I feel like the reason why Andy said threatened is because they they. You know, Patriots fans, understandably so, you know, now that Tom has retired, people have come back to the second time we think, you know, people have come back around to like re-embracing the Brady era and they want to hold that near and dear and feel the superiority once again that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in their 20-year double dynastic run lent to all of us in the region and thinking that Mahomes and Reed could win their second five straight and at AFC Championships, which is super freaking impressive, they Mm can start encroaching. And, And it's also... A byproduct of Super Bowl week, Tom, like, good Lord, if I have to hear one more conversation of who's the GOAT or who's the new GOAT, I mean, that's why this week can be a little suffocating, if you will. You know what I mean? Right, but I don't think,
3: okay, I guess what I'm getting at is anybody feeling threatened is not logically speaking that, not looking at it logically, no matter how often the media says, oh, you guys you guys are worried about Kansas City, aren't you? And I think the general tenor would be, no, you guys keep bringing it up, and I have to keep pointing out to you why it doesn't make any sense. So if a Patriots, and I'm saying that in the voice of a normal Patriots fan, if a Patriots fan says that, I think that you're going to have people who are going to cluck-cluck and say, yeah, you feel threatened. No, I'm just operating on logic here. So there's a difference. Has, uh, how
0: about a normal Patriots fan Uh, Looking forward to Malcolm Butler's book and documentary in which he will spill the beans about why he didn't play in
3: the Super Bowl. Isn't that cool? That's another aspect of being a Patriots fan, too, because (laughs) when it lasts as long as it does, there's all these little Easter eggs dropped along the way that we really don't know the story to. Little aspects. And that's the biggest one. That's the biggest Easter egg to have unveiled. Um The more we heard from Malcolm, though, the less concrete it sounded, Mm -hmm. the project. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) Very weird. He was promoting something that seems
0: like we may never actually see.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, just spill the beans. What was it? What was it? Was it, you know, you weren't ready to play? Was it you had an altercation with the coaching staff? In the end, the bottom line is the Patriots made a decision to sit a healthy Malcolm Butler. (laughs) During Super Bowl, in which Patrick Chung was out of place, James Ahedible was on the field way more than he needed to be. Some of the other names are escaping me at the moment, but Jordan Batamosi and of- Richards. Batamosi, excuse me, Ahedible was Oof. a different year. Um, but the bottom line is that was a Super Bowl that Bill Belichick aired in thinking that the Philadelphia Eagles had no shot at scoring more than twenty-five points against them. No shot, and that's a fact. And as a result it was one of the best biggest missteps of his career until 2023 rolled around 2022.
2: Pardon me. Yeah. And, and now he's got a, he's got a new something to add to the bill Belichick wall of shame, which is much smaller, of course, than the bill Belichick hall of fame, where most of the pelts of years past are per are posted. This is Tommy Kern from NBC sports, Boston joining us here on WEI football Sunday on the Harbor one hotline. Uh, I wanted to ask you Tom, you did a great job this week you and the senator on uh all the podcasts and the the various interviews. Didn't miss a single one of them. Great perspective um um some fun chats. What uh what stuck out most from all of your various chats with former players, analysts, coaches and more from a Patriots perspective? I might be
3: kind of pushing my own agenda here and what I believe, but feel free there is consensus that the Bill O'Brien presence is gonna be an absolute turbo boost to Mac Jones. He is gonna he's gonna play at a ridiculously high level, spoke to Greg Cosell, and he actually made a great point. And Mike Lombardi both were two guys who I thought were really good on Mac Jones. The Patriots are gonna confront the end of his they're gonna be in a Daniel Jones situation with Mac Jones. He's gonna to get to the end of next year his fourth year, the Patriots will not have picked up his option because it'll be probably about $28 million guaranteed all at once, all hitting the cap at once. And then they're going to be entering his fifth year and deciding, okay, what kind of player is this? Is this a $30 million player, which quite likely he will be because that's the going rate for a competent quarterback will be the age of about 25 or 26. He should be all those things. Or are they going to push away from the table and treat it, as Phil has been saying, like it's a college program. Okay, he graduated. Now we go back in. And I think that's what's fascinating. And, and Robert Kraft, you know, we spent time with him at a breakfast where he, you know, really wanted to spend time getting to know some of the younger folks on the beat, some of the people he hadn't spent a lot of time with. But he also wanted to just, you know, give us an indication where his head was at. And he did an outstanding job of talking how, about how much he really, really, really likes Matt Jones. Laments the same way that we all do, that it seemed was like it was a wasted year. And he was not blind to the fact that the economics of the quarterback position get more and more difficult for a team every year. So he understands what we understand. It's going to be hard to figure out how to keep a competent but not elite quarterback going into the back half of this decade. Tom, is it notable in any way that
0: Robert Kraft has been far more forthcoming in his praise uh, of Mac Jones, even going back to last spring, than Bill Belichick? You know, Bill Belichick, everybody made a big deal, wouldn't say, you know, Mac Jones, our quarterback when he's hurt and all this thing. And even at the end of the year press conference when he said Mac has the ability to play in this league, whereas Bill Belichick, I mean, uh, Robert Kraft keeps telling us we got a quarterback. Do you make note of that sort of differentiation there?
3: I think it's being in the trenches day to day with Mac, and Bill Belichick probably remains a little agitated at the way things went down yeah i, I kind of hosed you here, but you you know you weren't scot free either. I think Bill, for all the things that we admire about him, oftentimes can be a little bit of a Teflon guy or wants to be and we pin it on him, but you haven't heard him once defend Matt Patricia in an outward way. You haven't once heard him say anything about, yeah, I was pretty involved in the play calling too. I just want you guys to understand it is. I'm 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 busy on Sundays too. Never. Um, He has alluded to the fact that it was a collaboration, but he never said I was a play caller too. And there have been reports that he was on the headset more than we even knew. So I think that Bill will look at Mac and say the guy that I said – had a brilliant rookie year in July and has made dramatic improvements since, somehow magically, five months later, he can barely play in the league or he's okay to play in the league or he can play in the league, but boy, I don't know if he's, you know, better than a general guy at 45 on the roster or is a franchise player. That to me is indicative of, Bill thinking that Mac had not a great year. <laughs> Why he had that not great year remains to be seen. But the no- the noise that Bill summoned in July compared to the tone at the end of the year was significant. And I think that Robert Kraft's tone remaining steadfast tells you what he feels about the reasons for Mac Jones flatlining at best.
2: Uh, I'm sure you parsed over it, blogged, potted, and beyond about it. But, of course, you were out west when it happened. What did you think of the the Bill and Tom appearance with our old pal Scratchy on the Let's Go podcast?
3: That was great. I thought it was excellent. And I, I think we've all made our points about Brady trying to deflect and rewrite how much was imagined. Mm-hmm and how much was concrete, and it's a little absurd that he's trying to do that. But I think overall, the upshot is that the way they buried the hatchet after the 2021 game between the Bucks and the Patriots when they spent 25 minutes together in the locker room after a primetime game while everybody probably was sitting idling in their bus, um, it was brought to the fore. You rarely hear Belichick that enthused. It's almost like hearing him on helium when he gets talking in an unreserved way because he's so, you know, composed and stoic otherwise. But it just sounded great. I think that anyone who has enjoyed the Patriots run, whether you covered it or cheered for it, enjoys seeing these guys who, who made that happen. Make sure that despite all the adversity during the final portions, they're fine. It happened. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. we're moving forward. Tom, the next time that the Patriots take part in a Super Bowl Sunday, will Bill Belichick be there? Will Mac Jones be there?
3: Will both be there or neither be there? Neither will be there. Ooh, okay. I mean, the franchise was founded in 1960. It didn't play in its first Super Bowl until 1986. It did it again a decade later in an uns- you know, in a surprising way because the Denver Broncos got knocked off in 96. And then the 2001 litany of Super Bowls that were kicked off with lightning in a bottle. It takes a long time. I don't know if it's going to take 10, 15, 20 years, but there's four teams who've never even been to a Super Bowl still. Lions, Browns, Jaguars, and somebody else who's escaping me. Texans. Thank you. It's going to be a while. It, it's hard. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to cover another one, but I don't know <laughs> if I'll cover another one. Oh geez. With the Patriots in it.
0: You mean you mean retire or die? Oh, geez. Think, well both uh, are on the table. Ask, Let's be
2: real. Just ask it? It. <laughs> both are on the table at all times. We're not,
3: we're not getting any
2: younger out here. Right. Yeah. Well, it could, could just could be natural causes, could be a long, happy life, could be our alien overlords who are sending, you know, probes and flares off the coast of uh, Alaska and Montana. Who knows, oh. Tom? Phil could snap <laughs> and kill you. Phil, yeah. No, Phil and I had a great week together, and I sometimes get on his very last nerve, so it was good. Good. Yeah, no, it was it was a great week, Tom, and I highly recommend everyone, of course, listen to the Six Rings of Football Things podcast, but Patriots Talk and Next Pats were great this week. Last one for me, Tom, we'll wrap it up here. Um, just a general football guy, football fan question. What are your feelings on Super Bowl Sunday? Do you get, you know, because you've worked so hard, it's been such a grind, what a journey, uh, do you get? Ha- are you happy? Like, sh- I can take a breath. Are you a little bit melancholy? Um, and then who do you like today?
3: I always go through postseason uh, blues because there's a predictable nature to the season. Okay, Monday's this, Tuesday's this, Wednesday's this, and you seem like you're casting about. So I, I go through a little two-week blue period um, where things get done around the house, you know, garage, mm-hmm. cellar. But, you know, you get out of it pretty quick. And then today, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to stamp them, stampede Ooh. them. They're not that good anyway. They're not as good as the Patriots, man. You guys just <laughs> yeah. understand that. No,
2: I think I think the Eagles are going to run right through their chest. Nice. All right, there you go. All right, well, Tom, the uh, I know you'll continue making contributions and uh, popping up on the the Jones and Mego spectacular aggression for whenever, however. But pleasure uh, in the time that we had on WEI Football Sunday, having you. So. Uh, enjoy your uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Keep up the great work, and we will talk to you down the line, my guy. Great work. Thank you very much for making these fun every week. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you both soon. All right, See you Tom. too, Tommy. Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Of course, he was brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hare by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. And by Unified Office. Ooh, that was a that was a fun call. A lot to unpack there. We went a little long, but you know what? It was the last time with Tommy, and it was worth it. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We'll unpack that. Get back to your calls, and we will see, Andy, if indeed Tom was right, and Patriots fans are not threatened by Reed and Mahomes and the Chiefs Kingdom. Is it coming for the Patriots dynasty? We'll find out on the other side, but first we trend with Ethan.
1: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
4: Trending now at WEEI and WEI.com. The Super Bowl is upon us as the Kansas City Chiefs get set to take on the Philadelphia Eagles for the Lombardi Trophy later on this evening. A reminder that pregame coverage starts at 2 p.m. today, and you can listen on your phone for free in the Boston area via the Odyssey app. Just make sure you're listening to WEEI. WEEI is the exclusive home for the radio call of the Super Bowl in Boston with Westwood One's Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the call. Now, in hockey, the Bruins falling to the Washington Capitals last night. 2-1, to they lead the game, or they led the game, excuse me, in shots taken 28-23, but not in score when the final whistle blew. The Bruins do not play again until Tuesday when they travel to Dallas to play the Stars. And your Boston Celtics have a early afternoon Sunday game today against the Memphis Grizzlies. Tip-off for that game will be set for 2 p.m., so you can catch some basketball action then before the Super Bowl. And just a reminder that this trending and W E I. Super Bowl coverage is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of a 100 authentic pro football jerseys. I'm Nathan Ersadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WE.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: All right, thanks once again to Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston joining us. Excellent chat today. Excellent chat each and every Sunday and whenever Tommy makes his appearances. But I've really enjoyed since you and I took over the helm of the WEEI Football Sunday following the Patriots' elimination from postseason contention a little over a month ago, Andy. Um, they are always a a frank, information-packed, and uh, candid discussion on all things Patriots. And I get the feeling... Um, I'm curious. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to it in just a we'll get to it in just a second. But I have a feeling you're not going to necessarily have agreed with, nor will a lot of people agree with Tom's take on the Reed Mahomes Chiefs kingdom coming for the Pats dynasty and how the fans feel about that. But let's go back to the phones real quick. Haven't been able to check in with the Foxborough faithful and W E I listenership. Here we go. Uh, ah, your old pal Stephen Fall River. What would a Super Bowl Sunday be without Steve? Hi, Steve. Happy.
5: I love Tom Curran. I, I heard him first down in Providence when he was a newly minted Pro reporter. I broke him into this meeting. He'll, <laughs> he'll admit to that. You, what do you mean? He was I was a caller for 10 years on Sports Talk Radio. Tom Curran, the new uh-huh. sports uh, guy for the Providence Journal, 2002. We right. had a beef about when Sal A. Isaiah was terminated from the Patriots, Andy, and uh I won. I told him he was dismissed in camp in two- 2001, and he disagreed with me. And he agreed after they looked it up when they hung up. So whatever. I'm glad he's right when he answered, no one's going to be on this team. He may not even be working when the Patriots go back to the Super Bowl. I was at three Super Bowls before he took that job at the, at the Pro projo. I went at 85. I was in Green Bay, and I was at the Super Bowl in... 2001, which were all three in New Orleans, where it should be all the time. I might add. And I also went to the 88 Super Bowl with Joe Montana and the Cincinnati Bengals. So I saw two comebacks. And the difference between the comeback in '89 with Joe Montana leading the, the the Cincinnati down was you knew you didn't think you weren't surprised it was going to happen, and it was more dramatic. They needed a touchdown, and naturally Brady's was great but it was a lot easier. They needed a field goal. They wouldn't have lost if they didn't make the drive. But you asked about, you brought up some information about how we can anticipate what's going to happen with uh, our quarterback. And we could see already that even though we don't have enough time in my mind, we could see already that this guy's going to not be one of the top guys in the AFC so he has to have the, the San Francisco model. He needs to, the Patriots need to have a super roster, not change their offensive coordinator. They need to have an awesome roster like the San Francisco 49ers in the next four or five or six years to be able to have a quarterback like Mac Jones, a second tier or third tier, the Brock Purdy, the, the guy you also said that we had. That's the way we're going to get it. We're not going to have one of these four guys that look like they're entrenched here in the AFC. There's four guys that are entrenched here. What's the chances we get one of them? Very little. Very little. We have to work, roll our sleeves up, do what John Lynch did, do what the Philadelphia Eagles did. 11 of 12 offensive players were drafted by this team. Uh, We don't want to lose a third-round pick. I laugh when I hear how he covers third-round picks. Bill Belichick, he had two third-round picks for tight ends. Garbage. The two teams in the Super Bowl today, or at least one of them, had a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick. He's got the all-time great in this Kelsey. Okay? I don't know who the tight end is for. Mm Philly, it doesn't matter. There's a it's bunch Dallas of Goddard, tight Dallas Goddard. He's that were, an
2: excellent one, too. We doesn't matter. There's
5: a bunch of tight ends in the AFC, including right in our division, that were yeah. picked in the third round that are good. Mm-hmm. We need that. We don't need... We do need good coaching, but mm-hmm. we're not emphasizing enough the way forward is always the draft, but the way forward without having one of the top quarterbacks for the next 10 years is the San, call it the San Francisco model. And guess what? Yep. That's not Bill Belichick's strength he has to go. Every year he stays, you're three years behind. Think of it like dog life. It's
2: All one right, year Steve, thank you very much for the for call, my friend. Three. Appreciate it. We can only keep people on for so long. Otherwise, they start turning into sub-programs or mini-podcasts within the program as well. Though those were, this was probably the most on-the-rails and focused we've heard Steve in a while. Probably could have used a little, little bit less of his personal Super Bowl Wikipedia. But I'm sure Tommy Curran also appreciates the love letter up at the top. Andy, do you to subscribe to the idea that Mac Jones will only succeed if he gets a San Francisco super team around him per se, that off-platform and on his own talent and merits he will not be able to, I won't say drag, but ri- be the tide that rises the boat for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I believe, and I've been saying this for a while
0: now, to go to the Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, you either need a top-five quarterback or a top-five roster. Ideally, you have both, and that's where you really have the the juggernaut teams. Patriots do do not and will not have a top-five quarterback, in my opinion, unless they change paths somehow. So, yeah, you're going to have to build what is close to or is a top-five roster. Um, That's not easy. There's many ways to do it. Um, I would push back a little against Steve, saying Bill is incapable. He has done that over the course of his career at various times, has built very good rosters, Mm -hmm. Uh, not as much as late. And there's been some debate over recent draft classes, uh, how good they are, how bad they are, Have has the collaborative effort uh, hit its stride in terms of building a team. And those are things that, you know, there's some gray area. There's subjective in there. And a lot of it swings on, for example, did you blow a pick on Mac Jones? If you blew the 15th pick in the draft, that hurts, you know, what we think of that draft. If you blew the pick on, you know, Cole Strange, does he have a great year two jump? Tyquan Thornton, who's catching balls from Zappy. Um, so there's some of these recent drafts are, still up for debate. I also want to push back, okay? Uh against Tom Curran a little bit, uh oh, who basi- oh. basically and Steve to to some degree. All right. Uh, basically Tom Curran said he'll be dead or retired before the Patriots. That are was in the a Super surprise. Bowl. Yes. Um the way I look at it, the Patriots even pre-dynasty were an every 10-year Super Bowl team. They went to the title game in the 60s, 63 I believe at Rocky Balboa Park against the Chargers, the AFL title game, got blown mm-hmm. out. They were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Everybody tells you they're one of the best teams of the, what is that, like 77, 78. You had the Phantom uh, roughing the passer call. Like They were in the championship conversation in the late 70s. They went in 85. They went in 96. They went in 2001. They're like a once-a-decade, forget the dynasty. They're a once-a-decade uh, title game team, Super Bowl-type team. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility to say they will maintain that um, consistency and within a decade or so be in the Super Bowl. They're, they've been a pretty good organization. For a long time, for decades and decades, going back. Exactly. In fact, in fact when the they were a good organization, it's they it's not actually not just won. The
2: quarterback. It's not just the coach. Yes, it's about the. It's about ownership. It's about their want and will to throw money at the uh, at where it needs to be. It's about the fact that they oh, do picking really players. care. They're invested. Yes, players. I agree. It's not going to be thirty years until they get back yeah, to the I don't Super Bowl. I don't really
0: understand that. I this and I think they're a much better ownership. Quite honestly, when they were a pretty crappy franchise, they went to the Super Bowl. The Sullivan family. They had no money. They yeah, lived They off almost Schuster could have and, and Matt
2: Millen popped the owner in the chops on the field.
0: So I, the fact to say they're not gonna go in our lifetime, I I think they will. I don't know whether it'll be with Mac. I don't know what it'll be with this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It could be where Tom said it won't include Belichick and it won't include Mac, that that's a very legitimate possibility. Um mm-hmm. but I think we'll see probably another
2: Super Bowl run in the not too distant future. David's in the car. He would like to talk about Mac Jones and the Patriots' near future as well. Hi, David. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking the call.
6: So this whole thing, you know, I was hearing through the interview you guys did with Tommy E. And, uh, you know, it is going to be tough to see, the. Super, I think, the Patriots back then and uh, the question debate, debating, I guess, is uh, Belichick and Jones going to be here or neither one of them. But I, I think the problem in New England is this. You know, we all expect this uh Mac Jones to come in here because he had a pretty decent rookie year. And because we got so spoiled that Brady on his second year or his first year as a starter, let's say that, second year as a drafter, that he took us to a Super Bowl and we won. And I think because of the mind setting, the, the narrative is that that it's like either that or nothing when it comes to Tom Jones. I mean to him, Tom Jones. Mac Jones. Um so it, it's I think it's unfair that the fans, you know, the media, the fans, everyone out here, thinks that this kid in the second, third year, all these issues that we had going on this past year with with no offensive coordinator, none of that stuff, that he is not capable of taking us to a Super Bowl, which I I do believe he is. You know, and, and it goes to show you that we always thought that it was the system. And this has been the mindset. Well, it's Belichick in the system, so any quarterback can come in here and fit right in and take us to a Super Bowl. This goes to prove there was more Tom Brady all along than the system in Belichick.
2: Thank you for the call, David. Andy, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's been proven, what hasn't been proven. I certainly think you can argue in both directions part of the problem last year was you scrapped the system so you can't even say Mm -hmm. the system with belichick belichick scrapped his own system and that's why people like gronk are pointing from afar and saying well that didn't make any sense that was a pretty good system that worked for a long time offensively um you know brady looked good we've talked about this ad nauseum he joined a super team just like i think if belichick had joined a super team he might have won and then everybody would be saying well you got your answer brady's losing in new england and belichick won OK, I mean, you can argue that. And the, the the scoreboard says Tom Brady has a Super Bowl ring without Bill Belichick. Right. That's the scoreboard. Yes. I, I can't I can't argue that. It's a fact. I don't know that it answers the all time question to to any definitive degree.
2: No, uh, I think, though, one of the more positive uh, or ancillary side effects of Tom Brady retiring finally is now we don't have to hear any longer, at least in a contemporary capacity. How's Brady doing versus Belichick? Like, what's Brady up to now? And how would Bra- how would Belichick be if Brady was... Uh, God, thank God for that. Thank God we are at least relieved of that. Now, how much longer Belichick is able to stay in the game or chooses to be in the game, different storyline altogether. But the comparisons between the two, those are we're done with those now. We have been relieved of that burden, which I am immensely grateful for. Uh, one more call before we uh, catch the break. Jesse is in New Bedford. Hi, Jesse.
7: Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, pal? Good. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I just, I kind of I kind of want to piggyback a little bit what that last call said a little bit. I mean, everybody is right, it, it, in my opinion. Okay, to me, Mac Jones had the best year he possibly could have had under the circumstances. I mean, this, I'm not going to hash out everything, but you guys know everything that he dealt with. They had interviews with teammates, interviews with executives, saying this guy was thrown under the bus. I don't, I don't, I'm surprised he wasn't more frustrated than he was. And, and the fact that he even got to where he was this year, considering the, all the fickle fans around here, as soon as a little thing goes wrong and then they see little Bailey Zappy, and they have the dreams of Brady from 2001, oh, here we go, here we go, let's throw Mac under the bus, which to me was total disrespect. You gotta, you, you, like the last caller said, you can't just expect because we had Brady that everything's gonna be hunky dory every season. My point is. I think he's a, he could be a possible, at the, at the upper end of a top 10, maybe top 12 quarterback. Of course he needs pieces, but every quarterback needs pieces. Need I remind you, uh, Patrick Mahomes, against the Bucks in the Super Bowl, didn't look very good. And why didn't he look very good? Because he had no O-line. He had all the weapons in the world, but if you don't have time to throw, even the best of the best look, look mortal. So all I'm saying is, build around this guy. He's smart as heck. And everybody was saying this about Tom Brady in the beginning. Even though he won that Super Bowl, what was everybody saying? System quarterback. He's not mobile enough. It's more of the system. I don't think you can win long-term with him. Then in 15, let's get him out of here. we got Garoppolo. So these pocket passes throughout history have always been hated on because they don't have the flashy runs or the long throws like Allen. Just have faith in Mac. He's proven he can do it at every level. Just trust in him. Put the pieces around him, and I think he can bring you to the promised land. But we gotta have faith, and that includes the fans, the coaches, the players, everybody. Gotta have faith. I think he can do it, guys.
2: There you go. That's a mic drop phone call right there from Jesse in New Bedford. Thank you very much, my friend. That's kinda how I that's you know, that's where I'm that's where I'm at. And I hope there are more Patriots fans that are at that level as well, Andy, because like it or not, Mac Jones is Pretty prob. I will use a triggering language here. More probable than not that Mac Jones will be your starting quarterback in 2023. You got to give Bill O'Brien at least one season to work with the guy. So that's it, right there. Jesse kind of laid out all my cards on the table. George Michael theory. You got to have faith, faith, faith. Oh, okay, all right. What? Well, that's what he said yeah I know yeah I know he did yes I heard your careless whisper and in the end we're all just praying for time okay right. that's the end of the George Michael T- lyrics I'll be quoting T- on today's program as well 617 779 7 got a couple open lines for you to jump in when we come back yes we will address the Reed Mahomes Chiefs Kingdom versus the Patriots dynasty are you a scared are you worried about them or does it not even put a bee in your bonnet this is WEI football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart don't go anywhere second and ten Warner has time. Go. Fitzgerald into
3: Steeler of Territory. 30, 20, 10. Arizona has the lead. He hit him in the perfect place. That, that middle was wide open. As I said, those, those safeties were 20 yards deep, and you're going to see that big hole there. And once Larry Fitzgerald gets into that hole, look, the safeties are deep, and they're off looking for the wide receivers. And Larry Fitzgerald catches that ball and runs right through it. Kurt Warner read the defense, knew where he had to go, and he went to the perfect guy in the perfect situation.
2: The GOAT Super Bowl tandem of Al Michaels and the late great John Madden calling Super Bowl 43, a game sadly lost by the Arizona Cardinals, 27-23 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That right there is one of my picks, though, that particular moment for some of my favorite Super Bowl moments. Uh, that don't involve the New England Patriots. Andy, I remember I was rooting so hard for the Cardinals because, A, I'm an AFC guy, so I always have to root against the Steelers. B, I loved Kurt Warner on the Rams, off the Rams, especially in Arizona and the renaissance he had out there. And C, if Larry Fitzgerald isn't one of your all-time favorite football players, Pat's fan or not, then do you even NFL, bro? And to see him catch that pass and think maybe, just maybe for a second, Larry Fitzgerald, who was just such the epitome of class, such an all-time player, wide receiver or not, had a chance to maybe catch the game-winning touchdown, plus the fact I had Arizona and I had that score in some Super Bowl squares. Oh, man, I remember just jumping through the ceiling on that play. Sadly, of course, the Arizona defense let them down. Roethlisberger with a great drive, and of course, Santonio Holmes with a catch for the ages to help the Stillers win that game. Yeah, that was a great game between
0: the Holmes catch, which I think, personally for me, is the greatest throw and catch in Super Bowl history. Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. Just silly. Silly. The throw, the accuracy, and then the toes, the catch, Holmes, everything. But you remember that also had the James Harrison pick six, which was... The 99-yarder at the end silly. of the first half. Silly. Just a silly play. Um, that had some great plays in that game. That was a That was a fun football game, and... Uh, I hope we get something like that today. I know a lot of people yeah. are picking some points and some plays and, you know, a one-score game either way. Uh, we would be so lucky to get something like that today. That's what I'm hoping for.
2: My prediction, and we'll get into, in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll just do full turn focus to Super Bowl yeah. 57, uh, everything that's going on out in the desert, how we feel about it, props, predictions, best bets, and more. But my feeling, my my little too early feeling on it, I may have made mention on the podcast this week, I'm thinking Super Bowl 38. I think it starts slow. Eagles maybe put up the first points because they're notoriously a quicker starter than the Chiefs. They always go for it on fourth down, as Ethan pointed out to us a few weeks ago. And then the Chiefs start catching up. And then in the second half, Hertz says, I don't care. I'll throw through the shoulder. I'll do what I have to do. Mahomes says, damn the ankle, damn the torpedoes. And we just get a brawl. And we just get a game. Like it's, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't see. Tom said the Eagles are just going to run rough shot right through and all over them. I heard somebody the other day telling me, like, oh, it's not even going to be close, 31-13 Chiefs. Like, I can't see it. I just can't see it. These teams are too good. They're too well matched up. Uh, and I think you're going to see two quarterbacks that are mobile, strong-armed, and iron-willed get after it with a great young coach and one of the great elder statesmen and coaches of the game today. It's going to be It's going to be an awesome day. I really do. I'm so fired up for this game tonight. Yeah, it won't surprise me if the, the Super Bowl 38 comparison is apt because –
0: uh, Eagles are newcomers, so I always leave the door open for a slow start, kind of getting your uh, sea legs, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. The, the Chiefs can be slow starters under Mahomes, both regular season and postseason. Um, I just think there's too much good offensive coaching, too much good offensive quarterback play talent for this game to not have some plays. And then you mix in the pass rushes for both teams – the eagles led the nfl obviously you have chris jones and clark for kansas city that mm-hmm. leads to creative playmaking opportunities i mean it could be bad plays for offenses could be the defense making plays or pressure gets guy out of the pocket all of a sudden it's sort of a scramble drill he can either run he throws and I'll, and you can end up with some fun big plays so yeah i'll be stunned if this game stinks if this is patriots rams i'll be stunned absolutely
2: stunned 1000% as well let's patriots see patriots rams of our too old by pals. The way, what's should. that Patriots-Rams, too. Yes. The problem with so many Super Bowls is sometimes they overlap. Lowest-scoring Super Bowl of all time. I heard earlier today on the Boomer and – it it was the one I attended in person, the one I got to see the Patriots win, and what a snooze and a slog it was. Brutal. Great week down in Atlanta leading up to it. Amazing parade as well. Sunny and 60 on Tuesday, and what a ride on the duck boat it was for your old pal Fitz here. But, man, that game was a slog. That's my first humble brag. 11.55, Ethan, if you can mark that down. Thank you. Let's see what uh, our old pal down on the South Shore thinks about today, Danny and Quincy. Hello, Danny.
8: Fly eagles, fly.
2: Blah
8: blah, <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> Those are fly the actual Eagle. lyrics, Danny. I'm sorry.
2: Those are the actual lyrics.
8: Yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, but you know, I didn't even call for this because I wanted to get. I wanted the Malcolm Butler thing is so rich, right? But 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 you know. Dave in the car, and I don't want to call her on call a crime because they're not there to defend themselves. But I got to retort, Dave. Thank you for taking my call in the car, saying that it's a settled NFL science that it was all Brady and Belichick had nothing to do with it. It's basically it's such a lazy take, Nick. And I'm I'm surprised yep. at you, Nick, that you don't push back on that because you used to be a Belichick defender. God knows am. there aren't many of us left.
4: Mm-hmm. And
8: basically, what those people. Are doing is taking a four-year snapshot, the last four years, including the one where Brady left in '19, and they're applying it to the 20-year history, mm-hmm. and, and and it's not right. I'm telling you, it's friggin' not right. Those that the three out of four they won to start the whole thing, that Brady was all he was a passenger. That, that was a wagon. I would put those three, oh three, oh four teams up against the oh seven uh, Patriots any day of the week. They were a wagon, and they would win more than they would lose.
2: Okay, I agree with that, Danny. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you continue, Danny. But I want to jump in real quick. In two thousand, in Super Bowl thirty-six. Yeah, and I agree. I don't agree with. uh, I I let Andy handle that one as well, and I'm not throwing Andy under the bus on that one as well. Yes. Yes. And uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking the call. I get you, but I would like to push back. Super Bowl thirty-six, Brady more of a passenger than the driver of the bus. I'll agree. Uh, Super Bowl thirty-eight and thirty-nine, at times. You know, you had Corey Dillon, yes, the defense showed up as well, but when they needed to lean on Brady, Brady threw for like 300, I want to say three, I don't have the stats in front of me, but like 360 with three touchdowns and one terrible red zone pick in Super Bowl 38. He was far from a passenger okay, as well. All right.
8: So may, that may have been extreme. All I'm saying is the narrative that I want to get out, and I get accused of it being a lazy take. It's a team sport. They had offense, defense, all three facets of the game, and they had the coaching, Romeo Crennel, Charlie Weiss. That was a well-oiled whole institution. Nobody yes. ma- has matched it. Nobody's won back-to-back. Nobody's, no, even, the, even the time off, and I want to get the butler, but even the time off when the Patriots had their so-called drought, they, they, there were nine Super Bowls played. They went back to two. Granted, they lost them, but they were in every year. Every freaking year. And to say it was one guy... Like it's a flag football game where no offensive line is in front of Brady and no other players were contributing and no coaching was contributing. It's absolutely a friggin' lazy argument. It's a Brady cult mentality. And that's where I expect you guys to push back on it so I don't have to waste my air time taking it. <laughs> and Steve from Fall River, it's about time you came up with something different. It's the same friggin' replay call. You could play that on replay and it wouldn't matter. It doesn't, actually, you what, wouldn't even know what year it was. <laughs> So it was a replay call, Danny. That
2: was Steve Butler. from three weeks ago.
8: It's the same take. <laughs> same friggin' take. I love the guy when he calls, but come up with something different. <laughs> and as far as Malcolm Butler goes, my yeah. retort to him was, he said, look it, I couldn't have done anything that bad because they invited me back. I'm paraphrasing. My mm-hmm. retort would have been, well, you couldn't have been that angry because you came back, Malcolm what are you trying to do? You sell. You're trying to sell the documentary book uh, version of a book. Is what he's doing. It's like a slant. It really is. And uh, and one thing on the game.
2: You Still yep. there. Okay. Yeah, of course we're listening. No, I just. This is a good call, Danny. This is this is content speech. gold. I'm go enjoying rant, this very much. Go I never ahead. know when
8: I'm going to get caught. I don't mean that you don't give me the time. I mean that no. like I just want to get it back and forth. But you got it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's just where I feel on it. Uh, as far as and uh, I love the sit down with Brady and. Uh, 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 Belichick, that was another one there. the medias have the the anti-Belichick the, the, the anti-Belichick the people, they're, they're having a bad three weeks first Brady retired so they can't stick that one up our rear ends anymore in case he wins, but I wanted him to stay because I wanted to see him get killed in the AFC in uh, a competitive division, so that one was gone then, then uh, uh, Brady and uh, Belichick have a sit down, they didn't even have to say anything just a picture along with them sitting, breaking bread, conspiring against the coup de bomb. I mean, Bob Kraft went underground for three years. Nobody asked him a question about why they let Brady go. He tried. Somebody tried the other day on TV, and he didn't even want to answer it. So so for people to bury that story is that they're a bunch of frauds anyway. But as far as – you still there?
2: Yep, we're still here with you, Danny. I'm, i I got to go right, in a second because I've got to pay, as as pay as the, the bills. I think.
8: Look at Jacksonville had the game plan against Kansas City. They were running the football. They were averaging over seven yards a carry on -hmm. the ground, and then Matt Patricia flew in and started calling the plays for them. They they lost about three (laughs) or four possessions, 20 plays, where they started to throw the ball sideways. Run the ball, Philly, right down Kansas City's throat, and you'll be fine, even if you get behind. You'll be fine, because they're susceptible in the running game. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it, guys.
2: That was a solid call, Danny. You earned it. as one of the key contributors in a P1 on WEI during the football season. We owed you a couple, and thanks for weighing in. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, a little bit more on the Chiefs versus the Patriots angle. We got some NFL news coming out of Arizona about – Some coordinator moves, especially one that may be happening a mile high that would be of a lot of interest to Patriots fans. Our guy Mike Dussault from Patriots.com, 1220. Shine time, 130 with your best bets, propositionals, and more from Super Bowl 57. Hour number three coming up. WEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. Don't go anywhere.